You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now it's time for the BetMGM MLB podcast, powered by BetQL, with Ryan Horvat and Cody Decker on the BetQL Network. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome, welcome, welcome to BetMGM MLB podcast powered by BetQL. And today is a special episode. Why is it a special episode? Is it because Ryan Horvat is sick? He is not, ladies and gentlemen, congratulations to Ryan. He is actually healthy, but he does have meetings today, which means stepping in, pinch hitting, dare I say, my main man, my former co-host of Bet for the Cycle. Should I say former co-host? The show has technically not been canceled, so maybe it'll be back next year my man rob brown how you doing rob listen it is just your standard 42 weeks off (laughs) i I mean every one of us gets a 42 week vacation that's all we're doing right now we will please be back next year and better than ever uh but with hate and ass mario floating around in the background I am really glad the band is back together for a day, Cody Decker. Me too. And you better believe we're bringing Mario in multiple times during this podcast today because we got to make fun of somebody. And that man is Mario, hating ass himself. Guys, we got so much to cover. We got, of course, this week's slate of ball games. We got ourselves ball games tonight as we currently sit here on Tuesday. Not to mention, we got a lot of playoffs to talk about because as much as you want to sit here and pretend that October is all said and done, it ain't. Why is it not close? NL East isn't, isn't finished yet. There's a lot to be said about the NL East. Separation of one game between the New York Mets and Rob Brown. Your Atlanta Bravos. Man, this is getting really exciting. And here's the thing, though. And I want to touch on this first. Not just because you're a Braves guy, but because I want to talk about why it's extremely important for the Mets to win their division and not as important in my eyes right now that the Braves win their division. But as we currently sit here and stand, it's one game separating the two, and they do have a three-game series left in these last 10 games. What do you think, Rob? What do you think about your Braves? Are they going to pull away with this division? I mean, there's good news and there's bad news. The bad news is Spencer Strider is going to miss one, maybe two more starts. And he has been exceptionally good. Uh, the good news is that Abby Al- Ozzy Alsby, Ozzy Albies, I can do this. It's been three weeks, Rob, <laughs> that Ozzy Albies uh, is eligible to return from his DL stint tomorrow, which will get him back in time for a tune-up game if he plays tomorrow with the Nats and then mm-hmm. get back into the lineup against the Mets. So the question is, do you want him to? Because when he, when he came off the DL stint earlier this year, there was about a week, week and a half long window that it took him to ramp back into shape. So you almost kind of don't wonder, do you leave Von Grissom in the lineup where he's been playing well? Is there somebody else you move out to get Ozzy warm back up? But all of that aside, Wait, real I quick, but before think, we move yeah. on from that, I, I want to put a pin in that. Please don't lose what your spot is. I actually want to ask you that. But you just mentioned Vaughn. 
Is he the reason that the Braves are winning? Because I'm going to venture and say, no, I'd rather have Ozzie Albies back in there getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, I think the easy thing is to say yes, but the question becomes, and I'm, I'm excited to hear your take on this, the question becomes how important is it to be the two seed versus going in as a wild card team, mm -hmm. having the extra series and playing the NLDS on the road instead of at home. Mm -hmm. uh, Ozzie Albies had that slow start when he came back from the preseason DL stint, and it took him a little while to ramp up. We've seen other guys do that. On the flip side, he is a better player than Vaughn Grissom when he's in form. So the question is, can he come off of a multi-day DL? Mm -hmm. Can he have a one-game tune-up against the Nationals and be ready for the Mets? Because I do think that if the Braves, who have to clear the Mets to be able to move on, if the Braves are going to get that two-seed, I think they've got to be basically perfect. I don't know if they can give away another game. They might create a situation where they can take two out of three away from the Mets and be okay. But I think they've got to finish the three-game sweep of the Nationals today and tomorrow. I think they've got to end the season with a three-game sweep of the Marlins in those last three games in the first week of October. And I think they can't do any worse than two out of three against the Mets. So it's uh, it's going to be a decision that Brian Snicker's got to sit down and make as to whether he wants to plug Ozzy back in. That being said, the good news is uh, Bryce Elder coming in has been exceptional filling in for Spencer Strider. Yes, so the has. good news is the Braves pitching is actually throwing the ball pretty well. They've they just got to figure out how to start winning and stop losing those one nothing 2-1 ball games. If they get up to eight, nine runs, they're killing it right now. They just can't seem to put away teams when there are small numbers on the scoreboard. And I suspect uh, that's going to come into play later on. That being said, I, I, I do think the Braves have to be almost perfect all the way to the end if they want a shot at grabbing that two seed. And I want to make this abundantly clear. One game difference is a big, big deal going into this. And it and why I wanted to say, and not wanted to say, I actually said before we got into this little conversation, there is a reason. And I probably have already said it ad nauseum on this podcast, but I might have even sent it to you when you co-hosted with me a couple of weeks ago. But I'm going to say it again, even though I'm com coming off as completely a broken record. But listen, the Mets need to win this division. Why do they need to win this division? Because if you take that Mets team and you put them in the wild card spot, that means to win a two of three game series, what two pitchers have to pitch? Uh, that would be DeGrom and Scherzer, I believe. So you are burning the two best pitchers in Major League Baseball to go into a road series, potentially against a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers. That is about the worst thing you could possibly tell somebody. And this is not about Chris Bassett. Chris Bassett's a great pitcher. But if you're seriously telling me the Mets, the Dodgers are going to go ahead and face the Mets in the NLDS and they don't have to worry about Scherzer or DeGrom until game three, the Mets might as well not even show up. The Dodgers are sweeping the series. No, I, I, I agree entirely. And it's part of the reason that I have pushed that. Uh, I, I understand the tape because Scherzer and DeGrom to an extent, are the Mets, right? Like, mm -hmm. as go the first two guys in the rotation, go the Mets. The Braves not really as reliant on their front-end pitching as the Mets are. I still don't want to have to go to the number three and four guy for games one and two on the road at L.A. I don't care what team in Major League Baseball you are. You don't want to have that format. So, uh, look, the Braves need to be perfect. The, the, the Mets 
I don't know that they need to be perfect. They just got to be better than whatever Atlanta's going to do. That three-game series, by the way, right up the road in Truist, I'm pretty sure I'm going to find a way. Although, keep in mind, this is going to be interesting as we, you know, I'm in Greenville, South Carolina, and we've already got uh, South Carolina has moved their Saturday night football game to Thursday. Clemson's game is Saturday night. There's talks about whether that might be bumped up or postponed because we've got the remnants Mm -hmm. of that hurricane coming through. Atlanta is in line for that as well. Now, they're a little further to the west, and if this thing keeps jogging to the east, it may have no impact at all. Mm-hmm. But that series against the Mets is a right around the time that Ann will be kind of in that vicinity. If that hurricane reeks over and jumps over east to Atlanta, I don't know what that means. I don't know if they would postpone and stick those games onto the end of the sea. I don't know how any of that works, but all I know is, the Mets and Braves, the Braves have got the Nats and the Mets are at the Marlins, and then they'll flip those opponents to wrap up the series with the three games in the middle. You, you, with 162 games, I never want to be the guy that says it comes down to a game. But Cody Decker, it does come down to three games mm-hmm. because that three-game series will more than likely, at least for the Braves, determine who is not going to Los Angeles in the DS. Mm-hmm. And man, oh man, is this getting exciting because as much as we could sit here and we could probably do an entire podcast only about the Braves and the Mets right now. Honestly, I could talk about this for hours upon hours, but I do want to get to another thing before we do that, because as exciting as the NL East is, I'm actually very excited about what's taking place with the NL wild card, because as much as we counted out the Brewers, they ain't dead yet and they ain't dead Because the Phillies and the Padres are just disasters and someone doesn't want to make the playoffs. And and I've asked this question. I asked this question last week to Ryan Horvat, and I'll ask it to you. If there was a team that is currently holding one of those wild cards that you can see falling out of it, who is it? Is it the Phillies or is it the Padres? In my opinion, it is the Phillies. And the reason being is their defense and their pitching. The Padres pitching can carry them. Their offense, however, as loaded as it currently is, even without Fernando Tatis Jr., is really leaving a lot to be desired. It is a problem over there in San Diego, and it's even written down here on the rundown. Hey, overreactor makes sense. Are the Padres the biggest stay away come playoff time? Yeah, I ain't putting a penny on the Padres when they get into October. I think they're going to get into October. But they are still in danger of falling out. I, again, will reiterate, I think their pitching will carry them enough and get them in over the hump. But, man, even though they're going to make October, can you say, would you agree that the Padres, even though they're going to make the possibly make the playoffs, they got to be one of the top three biggest disappointments of this season. I'm going to say the biggest disappointment next to the Chicago White Sox. You know, I go back to there. There used to be this really incredible show on the BetQL Network called Bet for the Cycle, hosted by two of the most handsome gentlemen in America and also Mario. And I want you to know something about that show. There was a co-host on that show who had a patch of hair removed from his chest. I'm told it has grown back. You know, I don't even know that I've checked the leg in a number of weeks. <laughs> Hang on, let me see here. Let's see. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little peach fuzz down there. We're, yeah, we're getting back. back to normal. We're getting back to normal. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, while you were talking about that, I, I went and looked at the Phillies and the Padres. The Phillies are coming up after, and by the way, going two and two against an Atlanta team that's fighting for their lives right yes. now is respectable it out is. of Philly. 
They've got a series coming up with the Cubs. They've got a series coming up with the Nationals. And then they wrap it up with a three-game series against an Astros team that uh, is is obviously uh, quite a talented baseball team, but is also an Astros team that at that point probably won't be fighting for their lives. They are well clear of the Yankees for the one seed. The Phillies, by way of not having the Dodgers and the Giants at the end, two teams that I I assume are going to give everything they got to the Padres, the Phillies, by way of having an easier out to the schedule, might be the team that I would put the money on hanging on to that last wild card spot. I like it. I like it. Well, here's another overreactor makes sense question. Mariner, the Mariners who I love and I'm rooting for. You know what? I, I'm going to actually put this out there into the universe right now. The two teams I'm rooting for this October, who do you think they are? One of them is the Seattle Mariners. I have been on record many, many times, and I will not be quiet that I am overly rooting for the Seattle Mariners. Who do you think the other team is? It's got to be the Chicago White Sox based on the beginning of the season, right? I'm not rooting for the White Sox. I hate that team. I hate that team. I despise. I'm just never going to miss an opportunity to make a Cody loves the White Sox joke. It's my favorite thing. I hate you, White Sox, for what you have done to me and done to everyone on the South Side. No one should ever root for you again. No, not the White Sox. In fact, I'm going to say the exact polar opposite of the White Sox. Baby, go Guardians. I'm a Guardians guy. This team is resilient. They're fun to watch. They play the game right. And when I say play the game right, that does not mean stuffy and boring and they put their head down and do their job and they punch in the clock and all that nonsense. No, they just put the ball in play. They force defenses to make them get out. They play the game hard, which is something you can't say about the Southsiders in Chicago. No one decided to run through a bag all season long. So trust me when I say this, I like what the Guardians did. And they did it with a skeleton crew. They traded away their entire team and they're making the playoffs. You know what? This is a team that can go into October and accidentally cause some serious havoc. 